Welcome to Care AfriCast, the show that takes you behind the scenes of care in East, Central, and Southern Africa, an international humanitarian organization dedicated to fighting global poverty and providing relief to those in need. I am your host, Kelly Muzusi, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey. Thank you for tuning in into the second part of our podcast episode with Obed Koringo, who continues to share with us about climate change. In this episode, we will dive into a deeper understanding on what the Paris Agreement is and what we should be looking out in terms of trends and what is the way forward. Let's get started. For the audience that may not know, what is the Paris Agreement? Paris Agreement uh, is um, a, a binding agreement. It's an agreement that was agreed by countries that are parties to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Um, these countries ratified this convention, the UNFCCC, and they meet on a regular basis mm-hmm. during the COP meeting to be able to uh, review the progress of uh, reducing the greenhouse gas concentration in the atmosphere, which is the objective of the United Nations Framework Convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first uh, agreement that we had was the Kyoto Protocol, mm-hmm. which, which whose period ended in 2020. And countries needed to come up with a second, like another binding agreement to be able to, uh, uh, I mean, reduce or come up with measures to reduce uh, the global uh, gas uh, greenhouse concentrations, uh, hence reducing the global warming uh, or global temperatures. So that's why in in 2021, countries met in Paris mm-hmm. and came up with a convention uh, that is, is what's globally binding, mm-hmm. a global agreement, mm-hmm. so which they agreed to uh, reduce their greenhouse gas concentration to a level that will enable them to reduce the global warming by less than two degrees Celsius while working towards reducing the global warming or global temperatures mm-hmm. to 1.5 or less than 1.5 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. So this is what is currently countries are implementing. Mm-hmm. And uh, prior to the Paris Agreement, countries submitted what we call intended nationally determined contributions. Mm-hmm. These intended nationally determined contributions are like commitments to, of countries based on their, uh, on their circumstances to be able to reduce the action that they will do to reduce their greenhouse gases concentrations. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the Paris Agreement came into, into force and countries ratified the Paris Agreement, this intended nationally determined contributions seem, ceased to be intended and now became nationally determined contributions. Mm-hmm. And by countries implementing the nationally determined contributions, they are now actually implementing the Paris Agreement. Mm. And countries meet every five years uh, uh, during a global stock take to be able to review the progress of the implementation of the Paris Agreement. And these NDCs are also uh, reviewed every five years so that they can be more ambitious mm. and, and be able to uh, really achieve the, the common goal of reducing the greenhouse gas concentrations. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that was very insightful. Um, Trends show that the poorest countries face the greatest challenges. Why does data show that? Is it that we are we have less funding to prepare? Why does it affect us even though there are other parts that contribute to climate change? 
yes uh, that's a good another good question um it is worth mentioning that uh, the effects of climate change are really hitting many of the world's poorest people and countries fast and 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 the and actually hitting them hardest mm. and and of course this are also uh, exacerbating the levels of poverty and 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 of course uh, yet these countries as i mentioned earlier uh, and, and continents like uh, i mean in developing countries uh, uh, have really contributed the least when it comes to greenhouse gas concentrations and of course ultimately climate change and and you'll find that of course uh, uh, extreme weather patterns, natural hazards, and food and water shortages are threatening the lives of people living in poverty. And, and of course, the, the, the poorer they are, the harder they are. I mean, it is for them to recover from, for instance, failed harvests, destroyed homes, and health crisis that comes as a result of climate change. And and uh, it's worth, of course, mentioning that it has, it has been estimated that by 2030, climate change could push more than 120 million uh, people over, I mean, into poverty. Mm-hmm. This is really alarming. Uh, but coming to your question, why countries or, or poor, I mean, poor countries really suffer, the, I mean, the hardest or, or face greater challenges is because these countries do not have the capacity to 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 adapt, for instance. They, mm-hmm. they don't have the technology, they don't have the, the financial muscle mm-hmm. that developed countries have. Mm-hmm. So if uh, countries, let's say Kenya, for instance, uh, we 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 experienced we've been experiencing prolonged droughts. Mm. We don't have that financial muscle or the capacity to be able to adapt quickly mm. or address those uh, impacts in a more uh, faster or quicker manner. Mm. Uh, if you compare to the US, for instance. Mm. And you find that uh, it's quite the, the inequality and the injustice that comes is that the, these countries that have really caused climate change, uh, they have the capacity and the capability to be able to address. Mm. But year in, year out, COP after COP, all we do, all we, all we have is promises after promises. They have the muscle, they know what they're supposed to do, they know they are the largest emitters. Uh, case in point, we've been talking about uh, countries contributing 100 billion US US dollars every year, for instance, and this has never been uh, fulfilled. Mm. In COP26, countries, uh, these developed countries, pledged to support, uh, I mean, to double adaptation finance uh, by 2025. Mm. But we haven't seen even a delivery plan on that, how this is going to happen. So, this what does it mean, for instance? Mm. Developed Developing countries have the relevant, have developed the relevant strategies and mm. plans to be able to address some of those impacts, but they require the finance. So we have national adaptation for, uh, plans, for instance, uh, which needs to be implemented. But because uh, they lack the financial muscle, they lack the, they lack the technology and the capacity, mm. uh, they're not able to mitigate and adapt faster than it's required. And that's why you find that the poor countries are suffering the most. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And that comes to the end of our podcast. Thank you, Obed, for joining us. I do not know if you have any last remarks you would like to add. Thank you so much. Uh, I think this has been quite 
lively. I'm, I'm happy to, um, I mean, share my experience. And of course, just to mention that uh, we as care, as I mean, care global team, we, we are still, despite the challenges that we are facing, we are still pushing. And this is what we do at the global level, regional level. And right now we are at the Africa Climate Summit and we are trying to uh, sort of push that message mm. that we need developed countries to be able to contribute their fair share mm. uh, to addressing uh, climate change by providing enhanced, predictable, grant-based adaptation finance to developing countries by providing the technology and the capacity that is required for countries to be able to adapt and mitigate uh, climate, and I mean against climate change. Yeah. Thank you so much. That concludes another insightful episode of Care AfriCast. Don't forget to subscribe for more enriching conversations and stay informed on the issues that matter. Let's continue to raise awareness, foster dialogue, and work towards a more sustainable and resilient future. Stay tuned for the next episode. Until then, take care.